Welcome to everyone to worship today, and a special welcome to all of our visitors and guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. We want our visitors and guests to know that we practice open communion. We invite all baptized Christians to receive the Lord's Supper with us today. On behalf of the Farmersville Ministerium, Fire Association, and FABA, we would like to thank everyone who came to our community worship service and supported our Fire Association at the annual barbecue, as well as everyone who bought ice cream from FABA. We greatly enjoyed having you with us. I also believe uh, we still have quartz for sale. Or Faba still has ice cream for sale? Okay, yes, Faba still has quartz of ice cream for sale. Talk to the firehouse if you're interested. We thank Deborah Coyle for serving as our worship leader next week. The list of pastors who will be providing emergency coverage this coming week, as well as their phone numbers, is also listed in your bulletin, as well as previous week's bulletins. A reminder to our church council members that our monthly meeting will be next week, Monday the 21st at 7 o'clock p.m. Please let any of the trustees or Tom Iser know if you will be able to attend. Our friends at St. John's Ingomar have invited us to their ice cream social, which will be on Saturday, September 9th from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. The menu and list of goodies being offered is in your bulletin. Please also feel free to call St. John's for more information. Also on September 9th, we have a lot else going on in our community. Our friends at Slifers will be hosting their annual car show from 10 to 3. Also on Saturday, September 9th, don't forget about Farm Day, which will be out at the park and will feature tractor rides, a farm machinery show, wagon rides, tractor pulls, live music, lots of food, and a parade. Our Youth Sunday and Rally Sunday is coming up on Sunday, September 10th. We have lots of parts available for the service. Please talk to me if you're interested in participating. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Debbie. <laughs> thank you, Debbie. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The scriptures tell us that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for us and for his sake forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Father, your blessed Son came down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world. Give us this bread that he may live in us and we in him, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated.
Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter, beginning at the 13th verse. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have, only, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I talked a couple weeks ago about all the, all, the, all the other businesses and organizations we have here in our village, many of which offer various goods and services. What makes us unique as a church family, though, is that everything we have, we offer free of charge. For example, you can go and get a good meal at any of the restaurants here in town, but you still have to pay for it. You can get gas at Sunoco, especially if you need some before heading out of town, but you still have to pay for it. You can even still get flowers and plants for your gardens at Brewbakers, but guess what? You still have to pay for it, exactly. But in today's first reading, God, speaking through the prophet Isaiah, promises that what he has to offer, he gives us freely, without us having to pay for it. He says, as we heard from Ronnie just a few moments ago, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. He gives us his love, forgiveness, mercy, care, and compassion to each of us unconditionally, without us having to earn it or prove ourselves worthy of receiving it. Because Jesus died on the cross and rose again, he has made it possible for God to give us everything free of charge. And God also never runs out of his gifts. He is limitless in what he offers, and he causes everything to multiply to each of us and everyone. In today's Gospel reading, we hear such an example about the miracle of Jesus being able to feed at least 5,000 people with only five loaves of bread and two fish. But there's more to the story, which we need to hear today. Jesus telling his disciples, you give them something to eat. Especially since, as we've heard before, it's time to get back to our mission and calling as a church family after having gone through the pandemic and its effects. We are to hear the words of Jesus you give them something to eat. Even though we may think we're limited in terms of our material resources, there are actually many spiritual gifts which, as individual Christians and as a church family, we have been given by God to give to others. And these are special gifts because they are gifts for ministry. Not just pastors, but all of us who are part of our church family, as well as all believers in Jesus, share in the same ministry, and we are free to share the same gifts with all people freely. The first of these is fellowship. Fellowship is providing times and places for us to get together, to gather for fun, and especially food, and be able to support each other as friends and family members. It's also an informal time for people, especially new friends, to be able to get to know us and enjoy time together. Fellowship also doesn't have to have an agenda attached. In other words, we don't have to get together just to try to attract people or gain new members, but simply to form friendships and relationships. Second is listening. Listening comes out of fellowship because as we are able to build relationships and friendships with each other, we are able to trust each other and open up our hearts and feelings to each other, which means we can listen to each other and even to other people, even strangers. 
But here's the key, and probably the opposite of what we'd expect. We listen not to try to persuade or even to convert. What happens in people's hearts and minds is entirely up to God and does not depend in any way upon our own powers of persuasion. We also do not listen to try to fix, solve, or even save, but to be able to let people know that they are heard. And oftentimes, all someone needs is just to know that they are being heard, that someone is willing to listen to them and comfort them by letting them know someone is there willing to validate them, to take them seriously by hearing what they have to say. Instead, what we can offer is a listening ear, which is willing to hear unconditionally anything anyone has to say. We can, also, we can offer open ears to hear the deepest worries, frustrations, and anxieties. Even though sometimes we may be uncomfortable in doing so, we can also listen to people's struggles, where they've been, what they're dealing with, and what they're battling. We may also not even need to respond, oftentimes just letting someone talk without us needing to say anything or offer any advice can be comfort enough. Third is prayer. When we listen and are able to hear what people need, we can pray for them. Some of the most meaningful and powerful moments are when we pray with someone right in that moment. Prayer also does not require any kind of, of secret formula or special technique. Oftentimes, all we need to do is, is just say, God help my friend, and that's it. Prayer does not require any special art. Prayer is simply talking to God, either on behalf of ourselves or someone else. Prayer has power, and it does work. There is much that can be accomplished through prayer. Not anything we do, but everything God does. But we also have to remember that prayer is not us somehow conjuring up God's power as a magic spell, but instead giving up everything we are praying for over to God's power. We are releasing our own control and giving, and giving control over to God. Here's another little secret I'll let you all know. Especially since I've been here, some of the times I've greatly enjoyed have been when I've been able to pray for people in unexpected situations. I've even prayed with people at the Village Inn at least a few times over the last few years, for example. And I've also had rewarding times of being able to pray with complete strangers. And the ultimate purpose of prayer is to provide comfort and encouragement, especially through the promise of God taking charge of things. And another way to do this is comfort and encouragement from God's Word. The Bible is to be used, and especially in this day and age, only to be used to show God's love, care, and concern for anyone in any situation. It's also helpful to have a reserve of our favorite Bible verses to be able to tell others, especially any we found to be particularly comforting and encouraging for us ourselves. One of my personal favorite verses is, um, is actually today's second reading for Romans. And as many of you have probably witnessed over the, over the years I've been here, it's also been one of my main go-to passages for funerals. Even though verse 36 usually gets left out of the funeral readings, and for good reason, it's a reminder that death is inevitable, and we live in a world where disaster happens, and death happens, as we've been seeing um, in Maui on the news the last few days with the wildfires there. But we also have the promise that nothing, not even death, and not even anything else which may seem powerful to us can separate us from God's love or keep him from working his power to show his love and care for us. In other words, nothing can keep God from accomplishing his purposes for us, especially the good he wants for us. Even though our lives may get out of control sometimes, God is always there to take control, and nothing can stop him from doing so. This is comfort we have, which we can give to others. Finally, another source of comfort and encouragement which we can offer freely comes from the sacraments. We know that the sacraments are baptism and holy communion, but we also need to remember they are, God's, they are gifts of God's love we give to others 
just as they are given to us. In baptism, we are given the promise that, e that we are each beloved children of God. And again, as we are reminded in Romans, nothing can take that away from us. In communion, Jesus is really present with us and gives us his body and blood to eat and drink, to fill us with his power, strengthen our faith and trust in him, and remind us that he is with us and nothing can separate us from him. He is inseparable from the bread and wine in communion because the bread and wine are his true body and blood. And he is inseparable from us because nothing can make him stop loving us. I'll also let you all in on yet another little secret. Some of the most rewarding experiences I've had in ministry so far have been able to baptize and give communion to other Christians of many backgrounds and traditions. Also, I make it a point never to charge for the sacraments, either for baptism or communion, in keeping once again with the promise God makes in today's reading from Isaiah, that all of his good gifts he offers freely. And because of my own personal approach, as well as the association to which our church family belongs, I am free to offer baptism and communion unconditionally to every Christian who desires them, regardless of background or tradition, and I actively look forward to and seek out those opportunities to reach out to people outside of my tradition with the sacraments. One of several examples is, many years ago, I officiated a wedding for a certain couple in Southern California. A few months later, out of the blue, I was contacted by the bride who told me that she and the groom had had a big fight and the groom up and had up and moved out. She was, of course, incredibly distraught and confused. So I stopped by the bride's apartment that evening, listened to what had happened, encouraged her not to give up or lose hope that her marriage could be salvaged, prayed with her, and gave her communion. The reason I gave her communion was to let her know in a real visible way that Jesus was with her. This gave her renewed comfort and encouragement from God and resolved to be able to face the battles ahead. As we will be doing in just a few minutes, we will also hear that same promise, Jesus is with us. Also, at any time we may be struggling, frustrated, or ready to give up, we can go back to the promises God made to us at our baptism. We are his children. He is always there for us, and he loves us. We need to receive the gifts from God just as much as we are to give them, because how we can give what, what we don't realize well, yeah, how can we give what we don't realize we have and enjoy ourselves just as much as we want others to enjoy them? That is why I encourage all of you, when you come to receive communion, believe that God loves you personally. He loves you so much he sent his son to die on the cross and rise again for you. And he is always with you to support, encourage, and sustain you at every moment, at every day. He loves and accepts you unconditionally, is always there to listen to you, and speaks words of comfort to you. You also all probably notice um, that there's one common thing between everything we've just been talking about. Our calling as Christians is to provide comfort and encouragement freely. Especially in this day and age, that ought to be our message and our approach. God's love, open heart, open ears, and open hands for all people. Everything we do, we are to do in the name of Jesus. Jesus is to be inseparable, and the real reason we do everything we do. Even the little things we do in Jesus' name will have more of an enormous impact for people than we can possibly imagine. And if we offer them freely and unconditionally to everyone on behalf of Jesus, then Jesus will bless our efforts, increase our gifts and our ability to give, and will cause things to happen because of our giving. We will be able to grow spiritually ourselves and as a church family if we give freely as we have been freely given. So let's continue to fellowship and welcome together, listen, pray, speak God's comforting word, and give his promises to everyone so we can be blessed as we are blessings. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Amen. together let us confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of sunshine and warmth this past week. Please look over the farmers in the upcoming months as they harvest their crops Let them up and let them feel your healing power. At this time, we would like to pray for those who need. 
saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of your sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. This is the Lord's table, to which he invites all who believe and are baptized to come and feast on his body and blood. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come, for all is ready.
Will you stand for our post-communion liturgy? Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen us all and keep us in his grace. Amen. Thank the Lord on what he has done. Let everyone who seeks the Lord rejoice and proudly bear his name. He recalls his promises, his people forth in joy with shouts of thanksgiving. God, you gave your son both as a sacrifice for sin and a model of the godly life. Enable us to receive him always with thanksgiving and to conform our lives to his, through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.